Hey everyone, welcome back to Wingie. I am Casey. And I am Khadija. Imagine a sunny day with the sounds of swallows and swifts. Both birds have different sounds, but their phenotypes are similar. Have you ever wondered how two birds with similar habitats and phenotypes could actually not be closely related? The term phenotype means the physical properties of an organism. Now you can ask, how is it possible? The persisting mystery has been the evolutionary relationship of various bird groups. It's called convergent evolution. So convergent evolution is the process when organisms that are not closely related evolve similar features. Like Khadija mentioned, a classic example of avian convergence is between swifts and swallows. Convergent evolution happens when species begin to distinct and then grow more similar. For example, imagine you were to put an assortment of parrots and toucans on the same island. Individuals with beaks that were inefficient for snagging bugs might go hungry and die without passing their bad beak genes onto their offspring. But the parrots and toucans are lucky enough to have beaks that were more prosperous at grabbing bugs, would survive, and pass on the genes for those bug-nabbing beaks. Generations later, the descendants of both species could converge on the same beak shape as it's the best design for surviving in that habitat. So how can we differentiate between swifts and swallows? Good question, Casey. So looking at swifts and swallows from afar, they all look the same. But as we get a better look at each bird, we can see their physical differences. Swallows have shorter wings and short legs with small feet and longer square tails that end bristle, which helps them sit on a vertical surface. If you've ever seen a swallow close up or preach somewhere, you might have noticed a flash of green, blue, and iridescence color in the crown and back of the bird. On the other hand, swifts have longer, slimmer wings and relatively shorter bodies. The color of swifts are often gray or brownish. Another key difference that people use to tell them apart is just by getting a good look at their feet. Swifts are apodiforms, meaning that all four of their fingers are forward. Swallows are pestarines, meaning that three of their fingers are forward and the fourth one back. So Casey, how do these birds benefit from convergent evolution? Convergent evolution is the reason we see so many similarities between these two species. These birds have the optimum body plan for their environment role and are sculpted by their environment. They live in the same areas doing the same things. Both birds eat flying insects year-round, which is why we see the same behaviors when they are flying. We also probably see so many similarities when it comes to flight because they both have high-speed wings. These types of wings are long and thin, allowing them to fly fast and keep that speed throughout the whole entire flight. Khadija, can you explain more about their origins? Scientists originally grouped them together in 1854, Swifts and swallows were classified in the same family known as Heridae. As we have learned more about them, they have separated them into their own families. After looking at the detailed analysis of their anatomy, ornithologists revealed swifts to be distant relatives of hummingbirds and swallows to be distant relatives of songbirds. We can see some differences when they are in flight. Swifts are very aerial birds and spend a large amount of time in the air. One very interesting thing is that they are even known to sleep on wings during a long migratory journeys. They are able to sleep by shutting off one hemisphere of the brain while the other one is awake and help the birds to stay on course.
Is it possible to differentiate between them while flying? Absolutely. You can tell them apart during flight because swifts fly in the upper part of the air column while they hunt, but swallows tend to hunt insects that are closer to the ground or water. Now that we can differentiate between them by their phenotypes, how about their songs? Do they have similar songs? Both birds sing while they are either flying or when they are in their nests, but their songs or calls are completely different. A swallow's main song is rapid twittering and ends with a harsh rattle, as we can hear in this audio. Nestlings usually begin making a little vocalization on about the third day after they have hatched and their calls develop as they grow. On the other hand, a swift song is high-pitched and rapid chipping. Sometimes it will sound like a buzzing insect, as we can hear in this next audio. Nestlings also start making sounds by the third day, after hatching, just like the swallows. But their notes are very strong by day five. Since you mentioned nesting, we can look at how they build their nests, which I personally think it's very interesting. Like most members of a Apartheid family, Swifts use their saliva like a glue to stick their nests together above ground. But on the other hand, swallows will either use mud chambers or trunk cavity or, or hole in the dirt to build their nests. I agree with you. The way Swifts build their nests are quite interesting. It also is interesting how Swifts are such good flyers but do not teach their young how to fly. They just kind of let them figure it out on their own. Although swallows do, they fly by their babies until they are experts. So as we can see, scientists have gone from not knowing much about the difference between the two and grouping them together. But time went on, we learned more about their similarities and differences, realizing they are a primary example of convergent evolution. And the reason behind this evolution happening is the building up of the adaptation over a period of time to fill a certain niche. The same or similar niche are available in different geographical locations. Different kinds of species will more than likely to fill that niche. Exactly. And only those individuals with favorable adaptations for that environment and niche will remain while others eventually die off. These newly formed species are well suited and can continue to reproduce and create future generations of offspring like mentioned in the example with toucans and parrots. Overall, I think convergent evolution is such an interesting topic. I hope you learned something new. Thank you for listening and have a great day.